This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, January 23rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning, I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Congressional panels await final rosters. Abbott Formula Plant is subject to federal probe. And Ryan says Farm Bill can get done this year. Committees await final rosters. The House and Senate will be finalizing committee rosters over the next week or so, and that's clearing the way for the start of hearings on the Farm Bill and other issues. Democrats have yet to name their members of the House Ag Committee. Some House committee rosters could be finished this week, but ags may not come until next week, according to a source. The Senate, which has not been in session since being sworn in the first week of January, will be naming committee membership in the coming days as well. By the way, the House this week is scheduled to take up a GOP energy bill that could provide an early test of the Republican leadership's ability to manage the narrowly divided House. That bill, H.R. 21, would require the Biden administration to develop a plan for increasing oil and gas production on federal lands before drawing down the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. The bill will be considered under a modified open rule, which would allow for a wide range of amendments. Justice probing Abbott Infant Formula Plant in Michigan. The Justice Department is investigating Abbott Laboratory Sturgis, Michigan, infant formula plant, the company confirmed to news agencies. The Wall Street Journal broke the news on Friday that DOJ's Consumer Protection Branch is examining conduct at the plant that was shut down for months last year after contaminated baby formula sickened four babies and led to two deaths. Inspectors found numerous problems at the plant, including the presence of bacteria that can be deadly to infants. Abbott has maintained that the Centers for Disease Control concluded its investigation with, quote, no findings of a link between Abbott formulas and infant illnesses. The company told news outlets it was cooperating fully with the DOJ. Representative Rosa DeLauro, the Connecticut Democrat, released a statement saying that since Abbott's February 22 recall of contaminated infant formula, we have seen credible reports that the plant in Sturgis cut corners, falsified records, and instituted shoddy safety practices that generated an infant formula shortage. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak. After this, Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy co-op in the country. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the upper Midwest. Among Edge's top priorities is milk pricing reform. Over its long history, the federal order system has aimed to serve farmers by ensuring the orderly marketing of fluid milk. But changing production and consumption patterns are rendering the system ineffective. Edge envisions changes that create flexibility, promote fairness, and strengthen the relationship between farmers and processors. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. Republicans can pass 23 Farm Bill. 
Passing the Farm Bill in 2023 should be both a top priority and attainable for House Republicans, that former House Speaker Paul Ryan said at the opening session of the International Dairy Foods Association Dairy Forum 2023 in Orlando last night. Joking that he's glad he's not in Congress now, Ryan said Kevin McCarthy, quote, is in for a bumpy ride with a relatively tight vote margin that will force him to work with Democrats to get legislation passed. Ryan believes the food stamp deal with some farm stuff on the side can get done in 2023. He offered high praise for House Agriculture Committee Chairman Glenn G.T. Thompson and Senate Agriculture Committee Chairwoman Debbie Stavidel. Ryan added, if you're going to get a bipartisan farm bill done, those two are good at doing it. Former Secretary of Agriculture Dan Glickman and former House Agriculture Committee Chairman Colin Peterson are featured speakers on a panel this morning offering an outlook on food and nutrition policy. The Dairy Conference runs through Wednesday with a record attendance of 1,200. China starts 2023 with strong U.S. ag imports. The Pacific Ocean has been chock full of vessels carrying U.S. farm commodities to China. That in the first two weeks of 2023, according to the latest trade data from the USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service. The U.S. has shipped roughly 2.5 million metric tons of soybeans, 414,000 tons of corn, and 134,000 tons of wheat to China between December 30th and January 12th. China didn't take any sorghum in the first two weeks of the year, but Chinese buyers did commit in the week of January 6th to 12th to purchase 189,000 tons for delivery in the 22-23 marketing year. Now take note. Mexican consumers continue to purchase and take delivery of U.S. corn as the two countries wrangle over biotechnology issues. USDA reported export sales of 503,500 tons of corn to Mexican buyers over the first two weeks of 2023, and U.S. exporters sent 494,500 tons south of the border during the 14-day period. A Mexican presidential decree that would ban the import of genetically modified corn still slated to go in effect into January 2024, which would stop nearly all U.S. corn exports. Foundation gives $10.7 million to improve school meals and aid farmers. The United Nations World Food Program is praising the Rockefeller Foundation for a $10.7 million grant to improve school feeding programs and help small farming operations around the globe. The funds will be distributed in Honduras, India, and the African countries of Benin and Ghana. Expanding school feeding programs in ways that promote the procurement of highly nutritious food will make those children healthier even as it catalyzes larger changes in the food system, said Roy Steiner, Senior Vice President for the Rockefeller Foundation's Food Initiative. Ultimately, food systems that are nutritious, regenerative, and equitable will have the biggest impact on ending global hunger and malnutrition. Rockefeller says the funds will improve the way that more than 1.3 million kids eat at school. Here's today's He Said It. Here we are. 
out here struggling with rural voters and working class voters, and what do they do? They send a message that as far as the caucuses are concerned, which are ju- which are very important to rural voters, that middle America just isn't important. What could be more disastrous? What could be more stupid than doing that? That former Iowa Attorney General Tom Miller on a proposal by the Democratic National Committee's Rules and Bylaws Committee to remove Iowa's first-in-the-nation spot on the caucus calendar. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, January 23rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.